Hello, and welcome to another episode of Rockets, Accelerated Geek Conversation. Simone de Rochefort had the temerity to want to be with her mother. Ugh. So, you know, God damn it, Simone. So uh, so she she's not with us today. Um, no, but genuinely, Simone, I hope that you're having a fantastic time with your mom. So it is just me, Christina Warren, Senior uh, developer advocate at GitHub, joined as always by Rihanna Wu, um, executive director of Rebellion Pack. This episode is brought to you by Text Expander and Masterclass. Uh, Brie, how are you doing? I I got the bivalent booster yesterday, yep. so I like you know when you're in your twenties and you're going out to the club, and you're like, I'm gonna get like I can take two vodka. So I made the mistake yesterday and saying, hit me with the bivalent booster. And the flu shot at yep. the same time. So I woke up this morning and it's just, it's like that Saturday morning in your 20s where you wake up, you're just like, <laughs> so I was thinking about going out and like getting a tetanus shot or a, you know, monkeypox vaccine, just hair of the dog that bit me so I could get through the whole day today. <laughs> so. No, which, which I think is completely fair. I am, um, I did yeah. the, the combo. Um, I, I, I think the biovalent, that's, that's the Pfizer one, right? Uh, Moderna, both of Moderna. them bivalent. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I got whatever the Pfizer one was and the flu shot at mm-hmm. the same time. And um, it, I have to say my recovery was fairly fast. The big thing was yeah. I got them in separate arms, which smart, don't get them in the same arms. But the problem no. is like I have the baby arms. So my arms were then completely like I couldn't use my arms the next yeah. day, like at all. Yeah. It's not a joke. Like yeah. you're trying to move the mouse and then sleeping on your side. You're like, oh, this side hurts. And you swap yeah, no, over. No, the, it's, you, it's definitely one of those like we need to sleep like on your back things. I, I, had, a, yeah. I, had, a, I had a meeting that I had to do like that, that Friday because I got it on a Thursday. And I was like laying back and I was like, I'm sorry that like you can very clearly tell that I'm on pillows. I was like, I can't sit up. I got <laughs> the, the, the flu shot and the booster and I, I can't move my arms. And everybody was laughing. So tell me if I'm I'm selfish about this, because when I was planning my bivalent booster, I'm like, look, this always gives me a few side effects. And I was like, you know what? I'd rather feel like crap during a work day yeah. and phone it in than mess up my weekend. And I'm just selfish like that. Is is that wrong? Like, I'm just, I, I didn't want to waste my Saturday feeling sick. No, I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, I did get it on a Thursday so that it would be like on like the, the, the worst like yeah, the, the, least, the least, the least problematic workday, right? Yeah. So yeah. I, I got it on Thursday because, like Friday, I'm like, eh, you know, people are not expecting a lot from me on Friday anyway. So that was fine. But no, I mean, I, I don't blame you not wanting to waste your weekend at all. Yeah. Especially, yeah. especially for all this stuff. So, so that's that's really cool. Um, but uh, none, nobody really cares that much about like this stuff. We're we're supposed to be talking about tech news. Yes. Um, and, uh, and listeners, we have some great stories for you today. So the first thing we're going to be getting into is actually going to take up two segments because there was a lot of stuff about this, shockingly, is that Facebook, uh, excuse me, Meta, had um, a, an event um, this week. We're recording this on, on Tuesday because I'm going to be at Microsoft Ignite for the rest of the week. Congratulations! But, um, they, they, thank you. But but they had a they had an event um, this uh, this week uh, on, on Tuesday, basically showing off a, a ton of stuff um, around the metaverse, which I hate to say, you know, all, all around like the the, the MetaQuest. And um, there's there's a new uh, MetaQuest device, uh, Quest Pro. There's a bunch of new content deals and some other stuff. We're also going to get into uh, the reviews that have come out for the uh, NVIDIA's 4090 GPU, and, and I'm going to want to know your opinion, 
uh, Brianna Wu, if you are going to be considering upgrading. I'm worried about this show together because it's like you got two addicts in a room and you're making some bad decisions about heroin. And we're about to be talking about a whole lot of $1,600 devices. We sure are. We are talking about a whole bunch of $1,600 devices. And then um, our boosties, uh, for for people who are members of, of Rocket Boosters, our bonus segment is uh, our extra helping of dessert is all about two of our favorite things, which are, you know, NFTs and uh, CNN. So if you are, are not subscribed to, to the booster uh, program, if you're not a boostie, definitely subscribe to that because um, that's going to be a really fun combo. Really fun. Okay. So let's get into the first thing. So um, as I said, uh, Meta had uh, an event um, uh, basically uh, – this week, unveiling a bunch of stuff around, um, you know, VR. And so, you know, I think that it, it goes without saying that uh, there's been a lot of, there's been a lot that's been written over the last week, especially about kind of, I guess, like where, uh, face how Facebook is approaching the metaverse and, and whether or not their big bet on the metaverse is paying off or not. Um, Alex Heath wrote something for The Verge uh, that revealed that internally employees are barely using their flagship metaverse app. <laughs> and uh, uh, Kashmir Hill at The New York Times also did kind of an investigation where she hung out with the people who actually uh, are, are in the metaverse all the time. The metaverse, at least in terms of that app, seems to be pretty terrible. But I think one thing that most of us can agree on, I think Simone would even agree with this, is that the the quest you know the the the, the artist formerly known as Oculus <laughs> is actually pretty great yeah and and I think uh, you know my experience I I got one before the price went up I think that in terms of, of VR headsets I actually think it's 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 the best uh, thing that's out there so um, there have been a lot of people who've been excited about what Facebook would be announcing next um, from um, those those devices and so one of uh, the, the the big news I guess we want to start with is uh, the MetaQuest Pro, which mm-hmm. is their is is Meta's fifteen hundred dollar high end eye tracking mixed reality headset. All right, let's start with the let's start with the price, Bree. What are, what are kind of your thoughts on that fifteen hundred dollars? So I don't have a problem with the price. Um, you know, if you look at what's good with it, you know, it's basically a fancier version than the Quest. I don't know about you, but I have the Quest 1 and the Quest 2. Yep, uh, I've got the Quest 2. It, it's a solid device. Like, I definitely feel like I got my my $600 uh, worth with it. But if you compare it to, like, the, you know, the HTC reference, you know, the really high-end uh, HR kits out there, it's just, it's, it's fl- frankly, not remotely in the same ballpark. So, right. Um, you know, uh, for me, if I'm looking at this, I'm like, you know, a quest that is lighter and, uh, you know, is actually engineered to give you a little bit more peripheral vision. Um, you know, I'm down with that. Um, I wanted to ask you if you ever, uh, like experimented with any VR stuff with eye tracking in it before? I have. And, yeah. um, and it's impressive, right? But, it, yeah, but it's, it's it, really good. It's really good. But, but historically, I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, like it is usually required, um, a, a much, um, more, uh, like, uh, ostentatious kind of setup yes. uh, to, 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 to get those things right. Whereas I think uh, similar to the way that like the, the quest and the quest two, especially really like limited in terms of like how powerful of a PC you would need and, and other stuff. Um, it, it seems like potentially this uh, quest pro uh, could uh, really cut down on, I guess some of the upfront requirements you would need to get eye tracking working really well. 
Yeah, 100%. I guess, so before we like talk about the value proposition, I, I want some VR confessionals here. Yeah. <laughs> because like me, you you love getting new hardware. And you know, Christina, that first day where you get the Quest, it is always a fun day, right? You set it up, you get the controllers, it works better. You download some games, you play it. And I, I want to know if this is just me. And then it lives in a drawer. And yep. I, I don't touch it again. I did that with the Quest 1. I did it with the Quest 2. You know, it's $600, so it's not the end of the world. But when I'm talking about a $1,600 product, you know, that's a different value proposition. And I, I'm really asking myself, you know, like for Zoom, mm-hmm. I, I pay for Zoom. I more than get my money a month. I probably spend two or three hours a day on Zoom meetings, you know, a compromised product, but the the utility is there. If I'm spending $1,600 on on this, I mean, I don't have anyone to do uh, VR meetings with. Uh, I have a really good friend of mine. She does like uh, raves and uh, virtual VR uh, um like like you know dance parties right i would love to go to that but you know let's let's be honest this is low poly stuff for a bunch of uh you know 20 somethings with cheap hardware you know these are not people who are going to have eye tracking applications so you know it's like i'm interested and i would be willing to spend 1600 dollars on it but at the same time it's like i I think it's more of a candidate to end up in a drawer. I mean, is that crazy? Do you agree? No, I don't. I don't. I don't disagree. I think. I think especially we haven't seen yet what the big differential would be in terms of experience. That the experience would be so dramatically better than what it is with the Quest Two. Which, yes, some some of the high end like HTC devices are better than, but I don't actually think that they're better than at that price. And, and those prices are what, like a thousand dollars, right? Yeah. And and, and yeah. so compared to the three hundred dollars that the, the um quest two used to be at now it's it starts at four hundred, but uh because they raised the price. But like, you know, the seven hundred dollar delta did not exist there. I, I definitely don't think that, you know, more than a thousand dollar delta exists well, I'm not sure if it exists or not. I think that, that that's the thing that we would need to see. One of the big things with this is this is definitely um, you know, uh, a more of a, more of kind of a, an AR sort of device, right? So yeah. it, it's got, you know, obviously it's a virtual reality headset. It's using um, the new Snapdragon XR2 Plus Gen 1 chip, which is Qualcomm's chip that they said is going to have 50% higher sustained power and 30% better thermal performance than the one that was in the MetaQuest 2. It has 12 gigabytes of RAM, um, so double the RAM that, that the old one had, 256 gigabytes of storage, and it has 10 high-res sensors, both internally and, and outside. Um, and then it has, you know, the, the stuff that it'll enable, as, as, as you mentioned before, both, uh, you know, face and eye tracking. Um, and, you know, they're going to be pairing that with the Quest Touch Pro controllers that are apparently uh, supposed to be able to, quote-unquote, uh, self-track through multiple embedded positional cameras to offer low latency to the headset. Um, and, you know, they're also uh, doing some other stuff that, that is supposed to be, I think, helping around. Like, they're, they're using the, the, the term mixed reality a lot, right? So I think that I, I'm curious with how they're going to position this because part of me could almost see them positioning this as 
something that could be both a gaming and, and consumer device, but could also maybe compete more head on with the HoloLens and the other industrial AR headsets that are out there that are used um, by um, by enterprise. But I, but but I, but I but I don't know. I, I I could be misreading that. No, I think you're dead on. One of the things this does uh, much better than say the Quest One is you know the pass through there. Uh, if you want to be able to see what's around you, you, know, you can push a button and you get this grainy, like crime shoot, like, you know, security camera vision of the world around you uh, with like a, a millisecond of lag. It was mm-hmm. really disorienting because you'd move your hand and it would just be a vomitron, right? Um, think about like when you're in a meeting, right? You want to take notes, you need to be able to look stuff up on your computer, you need to be able to see your keyboard and mouse. I'm glad that this uh, design, according to the specs, does have like full color, low latency, like pass through of the world around you. I think that makes it a more pragmatic meeting tool. But if I'm being really honest, I I just I don't see a future where I'm going to want to look down at my moleskin while I'm jotting notes for a meeting through a camera. I, I want it to be I I and 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 the really big like thirty thousand dollar question here is, you know, we'll talk about the the avatar quality in a minute, but uh, you know, uh, Mark Zuckerberg basically brought out two versions of it, and the the like photorealistic version of it is actually very impressive from a technical point of view. It makes a nice mix of poly count and uh, something that would be achievable on this hardware. Uh, that all makes sense to me, but at that point, I'm going. What is the damn advantage mm-hmm. of that versus Zoom if you're just doing a photorealistic version of somebody's face? Like what what what's right. what's the add-on here? Um you work at a large tech company. I mean, you tell me, right? Well, and, and that's the interesting thing. And I think that it's one thing that we will know. We're going to talk more about this a little bit about some of the other, like, a lot of the software and, and partnerships things that, that, uh, Mark Zuckerberg announced because some of those are interesting. And one of them actually was with Microsoft. We're going to talk a lot more about those partnerships a little bit later. But one of the partnerships was actually around the idea of bringing, you know, um, office stuff to, uh, to, to the, 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 the Quest, uh, line, not, not just, uh, you know, the Quest Pro, but, but also to the, the previous versions and, uh, Accenture, who is, you know, a, um, a, a big consulting, uh, firm has also signed partnerships. And so you can, again, you can sort of see, like I said, I'm kind of like making the, I, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, the only people who are spending $1,500 on a headset are either going to be the extreme early adopters or people who are using it as maybe you know um, a, a souped up kind of dev kit because they're they're building games or or other experiences for this, or uh, potentially people who might be able to see some sort of enterprise potential. Whether that would be because um, we've seen this a lot in manufacturing and and we've seen it uh, even in in some construction instances and in in things like logistics and inventory systems. Um, so depending on how good the you know kind of the uh, the 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 pass through things are that would be int- because you know if it, if it really could kind of maybe um, provide the the best of of both worlds so to speak it might be one of those things that uh, could could draw in businesses but I, I do tend to agree with you in terms of like I'm not really sure if this would be worth me spending I'm I'm definitely not going to spend the money on it right like I'm very happy with my with my Quest Two that I got before the price uh, went up and and I have no desire to spend fifteen hundred dollars on on a mixed reality uh, headset 
uh, that said, this does seem like it's going to be comfortable. The specs are definitely as good as all the other high-end things. And with, you know, the, the partnerships that they have with some of these enterprise companies, maybe they could get some businesses into it. But um, Addie Robertson uh, for, for The uh, Verge uh, wrote a great headline, the MetaQuest Pro is a cutting-edge headset looking for an audience. And I, yeah. I, think that's, I think that's probably fair, right? Like, I think that that's not necessarily um, a, a, a wrong um, a thing to do. At, you know, of course, and, and to your point, like, even in enterprise scenarios, as good as the avatar stuff is, like, why is that any better than just using Zoom, right? Like, there, there again, might be some senses where if you're wanting to do, you know, some use it for, for 3D design, or if you're needing to do like, like training simulations, or things like that, like, maybe, but I, I, I don't, I'm not seeing it a whole lot here where the experience would be so much better than what you could get for $400. When when I think about the kind of application, and this is where I'm really interested in your opinion, I mean, I, I really want your honest assessment here. When I think about the kinds of meetings that I've absolutely had to have uh, face-to-face as mm-hmm. opposed to Zoom, it is um, – yeah, this is exogenous to you, but it's like really big fundraising asks, right? That's something you want to do with your when you're with a person, like in person. Um, but the other one that's relevant to you is um, like engineering spec uh, yeah. meetings, where you're really sitting down and talking about designing a system. I mean, that's you sitting down with a bunch of engineers and a whiteboard and talking about flow, and one person writes down an idea. You really. I have found you can't do that stuff through Slack. Right. You can't do it over video. You got to be somewhere where you can. It's not just like the communication is so important, but the ability to like draw things mutually. Um, maybe it's just the way I work, but that is so critical. And I, I guess, can you see something like this being? Um, something GitHub uses or, or Microsoft? Like, do you, do you see value there? Or do you, do you think that this is going to be something ends up in a drawer? I don't know. Again, I could see maybe in certain training scenarios, like uh, Microsoft is such a big company that, and, and, and Microsoft is it, partnered, as I mentioned, you know, their Xbox and Windows and Office are all inked deals that they'll be, you know, coming to the Quest ecosystem. Um, so, you know, their thoughts on this, especially like how things work, teams and other stuff. They've got their own kind of uh, principles. And I could see that there could be uh, parts there, especially with certain training stuff or, or, or for system designs where it could be useful. For GitHub, I'm going to be honest with you. I think that the in-person experiences when you need to actually be near people, because we are a, a remote company, but those times when you need an offsite or you need to be next to one another to really do stuff, I don't. I don't know if this is going to solve that. I don't know if there's any piece of technology that can solve that. Yeah. To be honest yeah. with you, I, I think that it, it's a social thing as much as it is anything else. And I think sometimes we make the mistake by thinking that we can solve what are fundamentally social problems uh, with technology. Yeah, that that's kind of what I'm um, leaning to on this too. Yeah, you know, there was a Twitter thread today. There was a guy that worked on the Lytro, and he was talking about how. He had been behind these uh, several products. The Lytro, just for our listeners, uh, was this really cool camera. Yeah, that, I love um, the Lytro. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it uh, basically absorbed light fields, and it would take all this data, and then you could refocus it after the fact. Yep. It was fascinating technology. He was on the team, and he was talking about how 
you know, the problem with that technology was, um, you know, it was really, you basically had to have a sensor as large as the thing you wanted to take a picture of. So it was really, really good at macro photography, you know, taking a picture of a, a flower up close or right. an insect or something like that. But what do people take pictures of? It's it's people. <laughs> so, and it, it sucked at that. And they kept throwing money at it and just kind of roller skating past this really obvious problem uh, with the, the technology. And we all know the story with that. I think what Adi is saying about, uh, you know, the quest here, I, I'm not trying to like naysay it here because I'm, you know, as a gamer, I want this technology to find a market, but I just, I, I don't see a market for it. And I kind of feel like Mark Zuckerberg, um, you know, this kind of came out with all of Elon Musk's tests, uh, texts that were leaked in the, uh, the trial where it's like, a, you know, you get a bunch of these technologists together. It's great in some ways. Like you've got people that are just dreaming of the future, trying to figure out how to make it happen. It's fun conversations, but you can also see how they get high sniffing their own farts sometimes. Right. And I kind of think that's, uh, I, I kind of worry that's where Zuckerberg is on this meta thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I do also, though, understand. I mean, I think there's an element to that. I also think that there is an element where he is looking at, okay, we um, need to be. A, a big player, if not the winner, in what I'm thinking the next big computing thing is going to be, and and that that he thinks that it's going to be, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, mixed reality, uh, and and he's not necessarily alone in that, right? Like, obviously, there have been rumors that are, are too big to discount that Apple's going to be getting into this space. This is something that a lot of people have been in for a long time, and when people are looking for, like, okay, what is what is going to be the next thing? You know, we're we're now. 15 years post iPhone, right? 15 years post smartphone. What's the next device going to be? There are a lot of companies, but I think none more so than than you know Facebook, Meta, whatever, that feel like they need to definitely not do what say Microsoft did, which was not be part of the smartphone conversation. And yeah. um, uh, whether or not you know they're getting high on their own supply or not, you know, I think remains to be seen. But I do understand, I guess, like the investment in this. The only thing I'll say about Lytra, because that was that is an interesting point, and and Lytra was very interesting. The technology was very interesting. Ironically, the one actually interesting application I ever saw of Lytra was for a VR film uh, that I saw at the Tribeca Film Festival in 2017. So it was it, it was you know virtual reality film that was um, uh, basically an acapella uh, kind of rendition of um, uh, but using. Um, some really interesting sound things of um, Leonard Cohen's um, Hallelujah. And based on where you would be standing while you were watching, it would, would um, you know, intone like how, how you would hear the audio. And it, the um, the person who was singing like all these multiple parts was, was captured with all of these Lytro cameras. And the experience actually in, in, in VR, because that was one of the areas that, that uh, Lytro pivoted once the, the, their kind of initial thing didn't work real well was, was using it. Oh, if you use this array, you can capture um, a, a lot of 3D stuff to do, you know, a 3D and, and VR filmmaking. And uh, it was fantastic. It was a really impressive experience. It was also one of these things where I think that like the file size was something like 20 terabytes or something oh for, 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 for like a five minute thing. Like it was a ridiculous. Really? Yeah, it was, I, I, I might, it might, might, might be, I think, I think that was about what it was because of all the capture data. So yeah. it was uh, really, really interesting, but it, you know, just to say like there were, they had some interesting ideas there, but it is sort of funny that we're talking about this and the concepts of, you know, uh, 
the, the metaverse and whatnot. And the only actually interesting application I saw of Hytro was uh, in, in VR filmmaking. Um, but also there were still just so many things that, were, that weren't figured out at that point. Um, and so I, I do definitely have, uh, have concerns, I guess, as far as like, what are people actually going to be doing with some of these, uh, like in terms of, you know, are these devices ever actually going to meet the very high fluting goals that they have? Right. Um, I, I think this is one of the things that we're still struggling with, which is what is the killer app for these things? Yeah. And I think that especially yeah. when you're talking about something that's $1,500, that becomes more and more important. Um, we're going to talk more about maybe some of the potential killer apps that that uh, Meta announced at this event because there are some interesting ones. But uh, but first, let's uh, talk about our first sponsor. This episode of Rocket is brought to you by Text Expander. So when you work in a small team, every moment counts. You don't want to be wasting time finding video conferencing details to send to a new client. You don't want to have to track down the same FAQ for the company website. These are the sorts of things that you want at your fingertips so that you can get your work done faster. And that's why you need Text Expander. With Text Expander, you can access what you type the most with just a few keystrokes. So this allows you to work faster and estimate repetition, and it lets you focus on what matters most to you. You can use Text Expander's powerful shortcuts and abbreviations, and, and that it will help you streamline your team's work. So all you have to do is type a short abbreviation and Text Expander does the rest for you. So you can build and collect your most commonly used phrases and messages and URLs and more right within Text Expander. And then you create your chosen abbreviation and then they're going to be with you wherever you type. And you can even customize the snippets by having them automatically add in dates or fill in blank fields or timestamps and more. And this is really great because it's going to help you keep the personality and the communications you send but without having you to have like type out the same thing over and over again. And Text Expander is available on any device you use across any app you use. It works on Mac, on Windows, on Chrome, and on iOS. Um, I'm I'm a massive uh, Text Expander fan. I've been using it for both personal and work related things for well over a decade. And uh, I know that for me, and I, I'm curious, Bree, because you have to send a lot of messages and emails. Do you frequently find yourself having to retype in the same things over and over again? A hundred percent, like thanking donors. Yep. Uh, it just so much of the stuff I do at this point, it's you know, it's not my first uh, midterms to go through, right? So right. it's it's. Uh, I can tell you honestly, like I could not do my job without Text Expander. Yeah, no, I mean similarly with me, right? Like I'm not writing as many you know uh, donor thank yous and 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 kind of like FAQ things as you are, but even with stuff as as simple as like I'll be asked for a speaker bio. And I don't want to have to go find the file where I find like what was the recent best version of, of a biography for myself, right? I have a short one and a long one. I don't want to have to go dig that up. I have a text expander snippet and then I can use it from anywhere. So it doesn't matter if I'm, you know, in Chrome or if I'm on Windows or on a Mac, um, you know, as long as I've got the app, I, I can, uh, or if I'm even on my phone, like I can add that stuff there. So text expander is fantastic. If, re- if repetitive typing is getting you down you need Text Expander. Bree and I both live and die by it. Check out Text Expander today at textexpander.com slash rocket. And you can get 20% off your first year. That's textexpander.com slash rocket to say goodbye to repetitive typing. Our thanks to Text Expander for their support of this show. Really good team, too. Just yeah, good people. Great people. Team. Fantastic yeah. people. 
Okay, so the the reason I kind of wanted to make this is a whole separate topic. We talked about obviously the the the, the Quest Pro, and I think we're both agreed that that I'm not spending fifteen hundred dollars on it. Nope. Um, but I do look forward to people's reviews. What I was a little more excited about is when we try to think about that idea of like, what is the killer app for VR? And I think that we can all agree we're kind of still waiting for that, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I've, well, I mean, there are some arcade games that are extremely good, like Space Pilot sure. Trainer, very good. Beat Saber is very Beat good. Beat Saber is very good. Beat Saber's probably yeah. been as close as we've gotten, but you know, but there have been some other things that are like, okay, but can we can we make this more? And this, I right. think, is what was sort of interesting was was that they announced a bunch of partnerships, um, starting with, um, as I mentioned earlier, you know, uh, there's now like a Microsoft partnership to bring Teams, Office, and Windows to uh, to VR. But the one that got me really excited, I'm not going to lie, is is that um, Xbox Game Pass, uh, the, the cloud component is is going to be coming to the uh, to, to the Quest devices. We don't, we don't have a date yet, but that's going to be happening. And that I think Xbox Cloud Gaming coming to the Meta Quest, I think is uh, is pretty huge. So you'll be able to to play the 2D games with your Xbox controller projected on a massive screen on the Quest. Um, it, it, so it's not as if, you know, Halo Infinite is suddenly going to be a VR native game, but it is going to be creating more immersive experiences while playing them. And, and I think it does obviously then open up the possibility for more immersive games to come in the future. But for me, all I'm thinking of is I was like, I'm going to be able to play Flight Simulator <laughs> in a headset. And yes. that to me, it just like, that's beyond exciting. I don't know if have you ever played uh you played X Wing back in the yes. day, right? Uh so there's another uh game out called uh, uh X uh X Wing Squadron. Uh what is it? Like uh oh god, squadrons. Mm-hmm. Uh X Wing Squadrons. You can play that in VR with the joystick. And I gotta tell you, Christina, it is joy. It is pure joy. You feel like you're behind the uh the wheel of a TIE fighter. It is it is amazing. So I think like that experience I imagine with flight simulator would be equally as awesome. Um you know that said uh I, the one thing that gives me pause is I've never played one of these that um the the cloud systems that didn't feel like it had some lag with it. Right. If you're talking about lag plus VR Ooh, that's a bad combination. That's, that's true. That's Vomitron right there. And that, that and that's probably why they haven't announced a date for it yet. They want to make sure that it's it's right. I will say there are some things you can do at least with um the way that you can do kind of like Ethernet pass through and things like that with the uh with the quest, which I, I wonder if maybe that could like lower the latency somewhat. But yeah, I it, this is definitely gonna be one of those things you're gonna make sure you have a, a really fast wireless connection if possible. But I'm still excited. I'm like, look, even if it's not going to be like the best experience, like the the most elite, perfect experience, the fact that if I can be flying on an airplane, like in, 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 in my headset, I'm, I'm really, really excited about that. Uh, that's not the only thing though. This was interesting. So there's also a deal with, with NBC universal <laughs> where they're going to be bringing uh peacock the office and more stuff to quest vr so they're going to be bringing the peacock streaming app to the quest vr so i think like netflix and things like that are already there but you'll be able to watch peacock which okay cool <laughs> um a lot of people really do enjoy that experience of being able to watch content in their vr headset i don't hate that 
but they're also going to be building some new VR content from NBC Universal coming in 2023, including virtual reality experiences for The Office, uh, for, for, for the Universal's Monsters uh, franchise, for things around DreamWorks Animation, uh, Bloomhouse, and, and then uh, uh, Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights. They had me at the office because I just want to know like what that's going to be like. Are you like, will you be in Dunder Mifflin? Will you like have kind of like uh, a, you know, kind of like a an experience where you are able to roam around? <laughs> I, I I'm not going to lie, that's kind of compelling, right? I could I could see you as a character in the office. You would be very you'd be a good character there. the The one that got me really excited was uh, Universal Studios uh, Halloween Nights. Yep. Um, so every year in Japan, they do uh, like they'll bring out some awesome franchise and they'll hire professional actors like they've done resident evil multiple mm-hmm. times where you're you know uh you have like uh, guns to shoot zombies and you have all these professional actors pretending to be zombies like that sounds amazing and being able to do that in vr i don't know that's that's really exciting to me yeah no i think that that could be cool i'm, I'm excited that they announced they announced a lot of these kind of partnerships they also announced uh one of the things uh, among us is going to be coming in november um, to uh, to VR, which um, you know what, like that game, like really kind of had a pandemic moment. I wonder if the social element of that, like I could see that actually being making it making a kind of a cool VR transition. There are a lot of games that I, I don't know if they would translate well or not. Among Us, I actually think might. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, you know, uh, I'm I'm happy this is coming out. I'm interested in it, uh, but I just I need to see some reviews uh, before really committing to it. One of the the things that is good about Game Pass is they really is such a good bargain because mm-hmm. you don't just get all those games on your, um, you know, your your Xbox. They've been really good. Like it's uh, playing on my gaming PC, mm-hmm. just amazing. Moves right over. If you can play it in VR, that's that's great. And get it so I can play stuff on my Steam Deck too. And yep. I mean, it's just a great deal. Yeah, no, I totally agree. So yeah, I mean, for me, it's just one more place to play play uh, Game Pass stuff. So I'm stoked about that. But I'm also excited about some of these other games and these other experiences. They also announced there's going to be like a workout friendly Quest Active Pack, which was actually announced last year, but it's finally going to be coming out this year. This I have it's it's going to be working. It's, it's it's for exercising with the Quest too. Mm-hmm. I have questions about this. Yes, I do too. Like, um, like what? You're going to sweat all in your $1,600 thing? No, 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 no. This I isn't for the $1,600 yeah. thing. This, 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 is, this is for the $400 thing. Oh, for the four. But still, it's like, uh, what are you going to do? Take the little hood off and throw it in the washing machine? I just, ugh, no. Yeah, I have questions about that. And I have, my bigger questions are honestly, is like, are you going to hurt yourself while you're exercising with this? Yeah, that's really legit. Like, genuinely, like, that's one of my main concerns. I'm like, people we already saw, like, people would kind of get hurt with, like, Wii Fit and and things like that. And then obviously, you know, like, a lot of, uh, what what was the the, the Switch one called that we all did? Uh, Ring Fit. Yeah, Ring Ring Fit, Fit. right? Yeah. And that's fine. But I'm I'm, I'm a little bit concerned. I'm glad they're bringing this active thing out. But I'm like, you know, but the the, the pass-through stuff is not great on the Quest 2. This is what it's designed for. Are people going to genuinely hurt themselves? With this, that is like, cause it's called the active pack. And I'm like, I, I, I don't know if I want to see people like in their small, you know, apartments or even their larger homes and whatnot and like falling on things because they, they misjudged 
worse than they could be. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, you know, I've seen some, uh, like at, uh, uh, South by Southwest, I saw people like strapping, uh, VR headsets to bikes to make it feel like you're out there and driving around, like, you know, yeah. participating in the Tour de France. I mean, I just, uh, it just, it, it's two things. Like when I'm exercising, yeah, I'm really enjoying myself. I feel really connected to my body and reality. Like I think about when I go on like a 10 mile run, like that is when your sensations are at their sharpest. Or if I'm having like a really good Peloton ride, I, 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 it's like you're in the moment. And I, I just think there's fundamentally a thing with VR where you feel disconnected from your body, which just feels fundamentally at odds. And I mean, the other part of it is like, don't, mess around with gross workout stuff and not washing it like you right. can get really sick that way oh yeah no 100 so, you definitely yeah. don't want to do that now they have said that it, the, the, the active app will include like a wipeable facial interface um yeah, they can stand yeah. to sweat better than the plush ones you know and apparently like you can remove them and i guess wash them whatnot but i i, I don't disagree i think that this is i'm i'm glad they're coming out with this I, i'm glad that this is at least like you know fitness is an important thing i, I do have my concerns um, uh, as I mentioned, uh, among us, there's some other games that are coming out. And, uh, before I guess we kind of end this topic, what do you think about, they were showing off the fact that like the, the meta horizons avatars are getting legs. How, how, how do you feel about that? Cause up until now they've all just kind of like hovered, but now, now they're actually gonna like get legs, which. It's a really interesting technical cheat how they they figured out how this this goes. Okay, um, tell me about that know, because that's interesting to me. I, well, I don't know much about this. Basically, you're walking around. They don't have trackers for right. your legs, so they just figure out positioning and then animate a walk cycle based on you know basically uh, IK uh, joints in the legs. So you're moving around. It's like um, if you notice, like <laughs> there's so many games where you run upstairs. Think about stairs and where your feet go when you're running upstairs in a game. That's actually a really hard problem. That's true. And it, it magnetically like snaps to every single stair, and then your IK uh, joint in an inverse kinematic will like push the the skeletal mesh upward. It, it's basically an implementation like that. So I think it's a good cheat because if you're scanning people's face and their eyeballs, maybe you don't need a sensor for the legs as well. Yeah, no, I, I I think that that is actually really interesting. Um, oh, one of the other games that Marvel's Iron Man VR, which was previously only available on PlayStation VR, is going to be coming to the MetaQuest Two on November third. So if you have the, the the cheaper one, you don't need to have the big expensive one. You can play. You can pretend to be Iron Man. Um, there's also going to be uh, the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners Chapter Two uh, Retribution will debut on the platform in December. Um, so in addition to having you know like updated uh avatars and uh and legs which which is cool uh they've also updated things like skin tones and added some new outfits and things like that um but uh and then and as you mentioned zuckerberg showed off their research for some eerily like this is how variety described the eerily photorealistic vr avatars and uh i would agree they were sort of eerie i mean it's kind of impressive but i was also kind of creeped out what what was your thoughts on kind of like the, the because we're going to get legs now, but like, yeah. what did you think about like the vision of like the the, the future vision? I I I I thought it was a little bit creepy too. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I couldn't get past the uh, the cartoony version of Zuckerberg, right? Uh, who has they still won't give guys eyelashes 
in these games. Look at the cartoony render of his face. It's yeah. it's eyelash 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 less. <laughs> Try saying that. Um, you know, this is not computationally expensive. You don't have to mod- model that out of Geo. It's just alpha blades. It's a G- like a plane with a texture in it and an alpha channel. Like you don't have to give them like mascara eyelashes, but give them something. It just looks weird and <laughs> and and like they're they're scared of looking like Miss Pac or something i don't get it yeah i'm not sure if i do either but i mean <laughs> it, there we are look i didn't know we could spend 40 minutes talking about freaking vr headsets but here we go <laughs> there it is. actually bef- before we before we stop on this topic uh and, and we go to um nvidia i did want to ask you your thoughts on this so this big announcement um obviously even though the the you know the quest pro which i feel like i think it is right like it's it's kind of searching for a solution right now but it's going to be it's it's entering in a world where you know Sony has announced you know their their the the PlayStation VR two which will be coming out for the PS five, which I think is maybe the only other thing that could maybe match what Quest two is sold in units maybe right how how do we think that in terms of like ecosystem wise where where do you feel like uh, Facebook is compared to um, the competition? Well, I think you know. PlayStation VR undoubtedly had a good market for it. I mean, uh, game developers were basically given money to go try a bunch of uh, VR projects. Like if you went to GDC anytime from 2017 to like 2020, the VR sessions were the the hottest ones. And as a result of that, we did a lot of really cool, weird, experimental things. Uh, you know, there was a Batman uh, Arkham City, uh, one that won a ton of awards, you know? So um, I just think as a, value proposition uh just looking at the track record playstation uh more than made playstation vr worth it for the last one i will absolutely pick this up if for no other reason uh there's nothing you can buy on ps5 half the time that is made for a ps5 it's all ps4 stuff because no one can buy one so um i think uh yeah, you know, frankly, the gaming proposition of VR has always been the the strongest right. as far as experience and value. So that's uh, if I had to pick between the two, it would be that. How how do you feel? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because I do wonder. I'm like, as as you mentioned, I mean, part of the the thing with this might be that this will actually be a way where we will have some actual like PS5 games, right? That that isn't just kind of you know maybe uh, either updated um, stuff from the PS4 remastered things um, or or whatnot. Because even though the console is two years old, um, this generation of, of the consoles, uh, next gen consoles, have been besought by the all the production delays and and everything, which has really hurt adoption of everything. So this this could be something that could really bring that in. Um, I the the specs on it do also look really strong but i am wondering at this point i feel like i wonder how much momentum sony has lost because i do feel like the quest has actually built up a lot of momentum and especially when we see things that were exclusives that are going to be coming to them and um the the fact that it has these other use cases that don't tether you you know to a specific you know console device I, i i i do have like i'm probably gonna I don't know if I'll pick one up, but I'm definitely going to check it out. I'll be excited to hear what your thoughts are about it. Uh, I'll yeah. definitely want to want to play with one. I'm I'm not opposed to to picking it up. I would need to see like kind of what the games were, but I I do. It is interesting. I think a we'll need to see what the price is. Um, but b I I do weirdly feel like this is one of those things where, I mean, early 2023 is great, but I if if they. 
I don't know. I feel like the Quest 2, as even though it's older, has built up a really decent ecosystem that I think that they're going to have to have some really killer games to really get, um, I think, people to agree not just to spend $500 on the console, but then another $400 on the headset. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, you and I, we're in a different category just because we're not price sensitive right. with this stuff as much. I mean, for me, uh, what I value is being able to uh, pick up my Sony VR and plug it in. And look, maybe it needs a USB-C update that's going to take five seconds like the controller sure. does, but it's not, let me find my Oculus account. Let me enter in my password in VR. Right. Let me download the update. Let me reboot 10 times. Let me scan my entire uh uh, area around my couch and and outline the area again. It's just it's it's a much more streamlined uh, gamey experience uh, that is just it's easier to pick up and play. To be honest, yeah, no, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. But um, yeah, I, I just wanted to kind of put that in perspective since since we're talking about this, the gaming has been the most successful thing. All right, this episode of Rocket is brought to you by Masterclass. With Masterclass, you can learn from the world's best minds, anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. With over 150 classes from a range of world-class instructors in 11 different categories, that thing you've always wanted to do is closer than you think. You can learn the art of negotiating from Chris Voss. You can improve your culinary skills with Mexican cooking by Gabriela Camara. You can learn about disruptive entrepreneurship from Richard Branson, or you can learn how to make compelling videos that go viral with Marquez Brownlee, otherwise known as MKBHD. Uh, Brie, have you used MasterPass? I've always wanted to do it. Like, you see the ads on this for Facebook all the time, and uh, like, there are really cool people behind this. Uh, so, I, I've always wanted to. Yeah. So I actually recently took a, a, a master class. I did uh, the filmmaking with uh, uh, James Cameron, and Ooh. and it was really, really uh, just insightful. You know, he's he's someone who uh, obviously is a very good person to be uh, a, a teacher. You know, he's a great instructor. I love filmmaking. I really enjoyed getting his perspective about the craft, about the storytelling, and about, you know, um, uh, framing and, and and visually how to kind of tell that medium. I was actually, it was one of those things that was great. Uh, 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 Martin Scorsese has a filmmaking class as well. There, there are a number of people out there. And so I've really had a lot of fun looking at the, the, the filmmaker uh, uh, classes w- with the masterclass because these are instructors that are really relevant to me and that help me learn a lot more about storytelling and just, I don't know, reminds me of... Uh, of college a little bit, but um, uh, from people that I obviously did not get to learn from. Christina Warren masterclass on snagging a PS5. I would 100% sign up for that. You know what? You're not, <laughs> recommend it, folks. I, I'm happy to teach it. But uh, <laughs> I, I definitely recommend that you check masterclass out. You can get unlimited access to every class. And as a Rocket listener, you can get 15% off an annual membership. So you can go to masterclass.com slash rocket now. That's masterclass.com slash rocket for 15% off masterclass. Our thanks to masterclass for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Okay, let's move from some like, you know, VR gaming into some like high end 4K gaming. I, I wanted Ooh. to talk about the the reviews that have come out on the uh, uh, the 4090, the NVIDIA uh, uh, GeForce 4090. What is uh, 
what 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 are your thoughts, Bree? Is is this sixteen hundred dollar device? Are you going to buy one? Are you going to put oh, this in your beast? What are you What are you thinking? I need your help because it comes out tomorrow. And uh, okay, so let's just uh, take it from the top. the the uh, the 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 bottom line of these reviews is this is. If you're looking for a Mack truck mm-hmm. to just power on every level, everything possible, even though you know, like it is a big boy, it is, it, it, <laughs> it is it, it, a big boy. It, it, just put this in perspective: how big this is. The Founders Edition, which is smaller than a lot of like the third-party cards that that have come out. The Founders Edition is nearly identical in total volume to the Xbox Series S, and it's more than double the size of a Nintendo Switch. Yeah. It's crazy. For and the power start. draw and, and the power yes. draw is just ridiculous. And there have been some uh, worries about some cable management things in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I look at this thing and it's so huge. And I'm going, this, it just is going to have an effect on your electricity bill. Like yeah. it just, it is. Um, but you know, the other thing is because Ethereum is really moving to proof of stake. Uh, you know, mining is just not nope. a, an application. I, I think you'd actually be able to get this um so uh you know the reviews are overwhelmingly positive if you have a giant computer like you just signed a small computer i don't think you could even fit this in your case could you no no i mean that's the thing again this thing is literally taller than an xbox series s um and it it, it's this it's bigger than its total volume or basically the same total volume but but it is is taller than that so yeah if, if you're a small form factor case person this even some certain like mid-sized cases this may not fit uh and 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 this is the smallest that we know of i mean there might be some people who are making smaller ones that are water cooled but but this is uh that we, we i've seen some youtube videos um from some people who've shown off even bigger models which it, it's it's laughable how big this is yeah so there's some very real concerns like i it, it, this would fit in your case but uh but i but i, I think that there are some um I don't know who it probably would, but I have a small form factor power supply, so I would need to get another power supply. Oh my uh, god! I, I'm not getting one, uh, to be yeah. clear. But I, I am the the results. I mean, everybody is just like, this is the most powerful graphics card, basically ever. So this is my thinking, and you can tell me if this if this feels off or on. Um, so I like my thirty ninety. I've literally never felt that it's underpowered, yeah. and there's no game out that uh, that I feel that um, you know uh, it, it would benefit from it. Like I'm not playing even games like Cyberpunk and going woo. I wish I could crank this up to right. to 120 FPS instead of 90. Uh, so I think for right now, I'm going to stay the course just because a lot of the technology in this, uh, like DLSS, um, you know, that's only going to get better as time goes on. Uh, if you don't know, uh, for listeners out there, uh, that's basically a technology that uh, uses uh, machine learning to basically guess where uh, where particle effects are going to go and kind of do in between frames when you do have frame dips so you just don't notice it um it's it's a set of um basically it's it's like vaseline on the lens in the old days to just smooth over some of the things you don't see uh so that's uh that technology is only going to get better um so because that is what i think is going to improve my experience my gut is telling me to just stay the course with this a generation 
And when the 5090 comes out, that should be the time to uh, to upgrade. What 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 do you think? Yeah, I think that that makes sense. I will say, like, if you had, like, if you were doing a lot of, if you were doing like a lot of AI workload stuff, like if you were lo- doing a lot of things with something like stable diffusion or some of the other new like AI models that have come out, or if you were doing uh, a, a lot of like 3D graphic work, um, because these things are even outpacing, I think like um, they're, they're saying even like the, the Titan cards, which have previously yeah. been like the best, wow. you know, highest end cards. Like I could actually see this making sense, even with the high power draw and, and the various requirements there potentially. If this is for gaming, I, I think that you're dead on. Most gamers are not playing 4K max settings. They're playing 1440p. Um, and, and, and if they're playing 4k, they don't need it to be max settings. Uh, that said, just like it comparatively for Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption 2, this is from Ars Technica at 4k max presets. Um, the 4090, uh, comes in at, um, 119.9 frames a second. This is at, at average, um, with a DLSS on, uh, it's 133.8 um, frames a second in Red Dead Redemption 2. Again, in 4K max preset, comparatively, the the, the 3080 Ti is 70.7 um, frames per second, and with DS, DLSS turned on, it's 91.7 frames a second. So Ooh. we're talking about like a, a, a 43 frame per second difference with DLSS, yeah. and and yeah. we're talking about 50 frames per second, um, you know, just uh, w- without DLSS. Uh, the the 3080 is you know, um, 65.8 frames a second, which for me, I'm like, if I wanted to play 4k max preset, that would be completely fine to play 60 frames a second. Like I wouldn't need to be at 120 frames a second personally, but I I know that's not going to be the same for everyone, but it does mean like, if you're somebody who really is insisting on playing in 120 frames a second in highest max presets in 4k, I mean, you can definitely do that with this card. Do you need to? I think that is probably a no for most people, right? Yeah. Uh, but it, this is certainly impressive. Um, I think that a lot of people, a lot of the reviews are like, look, these results are great. Do you need this? And is it worth the money? And is it worth the power draw, which we've talked about before? That's debatable. I, I think that it'll be interesting to see what the what the 70 series does and, and, and what the 80 series cars, the, the two of them, which I still hate them for, the way they're doing <laughs> that. Um what those will be like when when those launch uh later on um amd is going to be announcing cards as well so i think that this is uh i don't know i there weirdly i almost wouldn't want to be like if you're just gaming i i I think the best thing i would say to people would be like wait right either wait for prices to go down wait for amd's cards to come out to compare look at other things wait for you know maybe uh you need you need you need to do more upgrades because you are definitely going to need to get a new power supply more than likely. And you might have to make some, make sure your case is big enough and whatnot. Um, but if you were somebody Especially who was doing. Especially because you're not going to be competing with a bunch of uh, cryptocurrency miners this time Exactly. Around. Exactly. Well, and, and AMD, or not AMD, NVIDIA has like ridiculous amounts of, of 3000 series. They still have to try to, you know, um, uh, sell through. So the prices on those are just going to continue to be really good. Um, yeah, and, and yeah, exactly. Crypto bros aren't going to be able to use these because, you know, uh, Ethereum mining is, is no longer uh, GPU based. But I do um, want to say if you were somebody who was doing other types of graphical high end work, like high end video processing, or uh, 3D modeling, or AI stuff, this becomes a little more interesting to me. Like if I, if yeah. I had a need to do it for those purposes, I could almost kind of see it. 
but that's a different that's a different target audience because at this point $1600 which to be clear is what you would in the past have paid for like a, a professional you know titan like enterprise type of card um the difference though now is that you can also game with it but i i feel like the the ai stuff like could be really impressive here I don't, did you see the viral video of the uh, from Corridor Crew uh, where they took uh, the ending of Mandalorian season two, where uh, Lucas Arts basically brought uh, Return of the Jedi Luke? Sorry, spoiler, y'all for <gasps> Mandalorian season two, but uh, like two years ago, uh, ended up with like the CG representation of uh, Luke as he looked at the uh, end of Return of the Jedi to come get Grogu. It just it didn't look great. It looked like Tarkin and Rogue. One sure. and all of that. So then they got um, literally the RTX 3090 and did a bunch of um, you know basically deep fake technology mm-hmm. on it and subbed it in with shots and just took a bunch of shots of Luke Skywalker's face in all these different positions. And then the CG artist kind of just sat there and looked around and was just a lot more stay like it was a it was a simpler idea and it, it executed better and then just ran on the 3090 for, uh, for a day. And right. it was such a great result that was so much better than what LucasArts did. Uh, they actually ended up hiring him, uh, to come do that same trick for them. So, you know, if you're, if you're talking about, uh, I, I think you're dead on that there are other applications you can do here, like deep learning, machine learning, mm-hmm. AI, uh, love this is a professional card. So, yeah. I, I, honestly, that was kind of my big takeaway is like, this is a professional card. They are allowing gamers to game with and, <laughs> and, and it feels which, which to be clear is actually nice because in the past that was not the case. They would actually nerf those cards to a certain extent where the drivers that you would need to do the professional things wouldn't get updated so that you could play any games, which was stupid because the cores were often the same. Right. So, so I, I am glad that at least NVIDIA has stopped with that BS. They've added a whole other layer of BS, but regardless, I'm glad they've done that. But um, the price, of course, it's $1,600, which... Um, I think it's worth it, though. I mean, if I you're mean, doing it for that, yeah. like for gaming, I agree. No, for, for professional things, I totally agree with you. But but but, but for, for, you know, I think the problem with this, though, is that you're going to have a lot of people who only look at this in the context of this is a consumer card. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're a consumer, let's be honest, you don't need... I'm, I'm not sure what the benchmarks are going to be on the 4080, but that's... That's your gaming right. mainstream cutting edge card, and you'll be able to pick up a 3080 for nothing, which let's be honest, that is a it's not a Ferrari of cards. That's a great card. That's a it's that's a great a, card. It's a very, very nice Audi, right? Like yeah. It's, it's, it's a yeah. good deal. Absolutely. Like, like I, I love my 3080, um, and it might, like, I'm actually kind of excited. I'm like, well, you know, if a 3090 in white went down low enough, right? Like <laughs> that I can, that I could see upgrading to, right? Like that I could be like, oh, if I could get one for like, you know, 800 bucks or something like that, I might consider upgrading to at some point. We'll, we'll, we'll see, but. You could just smear thermal paste all over yours and it would be the same effect. I mean, it, it, fair <laughs> enough, but, but I'm just saying like for me, the, the, the white aesthetic is, is, is what's most important. 100%, um, uh, but, uh, but yeah, no, but I, but I think you're right. But I would say like, I think if you're a professional, this becomes really compelling, uh, assuming you have the needs for it. I think for regular people, um, I'm impressed. The only thing I'm also a little bit worried about, and we, and we talked about this before, is like what are the power requirements and everything Oof. for this are. 
and what that's going to mean in the future. Like, are we ever going to be back? At a, like, I'm, I'm afraid we're going to soon be at this point where like, we finally got into a place where you could actually build a really powerful, small, small form factor machine. And now I, I, I feel like we're going in the complete opposite direction. It's like, no, you're going to need to have like a, a small <laughs> mini heater. You know what I mean? Like you're going to need to have like a thousand equivalent of an ENIAC in your home office. That's what I'm saying. Right. And it's it's like, yeah, we're, we're all going to have to have thousand watt power power Uh, supplies again. And I'm like, Oh my God, what year is this? Do we really have to? But maybe, I mean, look, if if you live someplace where it gets cold in the winter, this might be a good way to heat things up. I don't know. I, I shouldn't say this ever since I got solar panels in my house. And by the way, like I have a pretty big house, like, you know, and it's solar panels on, all of my roof. And, you know, I don't feel so guilty about like leaving my computer on and stuff now. Like, it's like, so I feel like I could, I could burn that power. It's the sun is giving me that power. 100%. No, I mean, look, if you, if you're, if if you're not going to be paying for it, the sun can, can, can pick up the slack and, and it can also act, you know, as a small space heater in the cold for you. Hey, maybe, maybe Brie will get one. Um, I will not, but I was at least happy to see that the they did seem to have the goods. I think kind of the general consensus from all the YouTube reviews that I, I kind of uh, uh, perused through and, and the reviews that I read was like, yes, this is basically as good as NVIDIA said it would be, but we don't know what can actually take advantage of this yet, which is, um, you know, that's interesting. All right. Um, that's going to do it for us this week. Bree, what are you up to this week? Oh, my gosh. So um, I could tell you all this serious stuff about the election. Um, I'm just going to get real with you. Uh, I'm going to talk about some fun stuff. So Halloween Ends comes out. I got early uh, tickets to that on Thursday. Nice. I'm really psyched about that. Yeah, I have the Halloween Pinball Machine. It's yep. one of my favorite horror franchises. Oh, it's, it's like my favorite. Other than Scream, it's my favorite horror franchise. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Um, on top of that, I'm putting a lot of work into seriously speedrunning uh, Super Mario Brothers uh, Advance, which nice. is the Game Boy Advance yep. version of Super Mario 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm doing it on analog. And I got to tell you, right now, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be able to turn in as time really soon that will make me the second fastest in the entire world. Amazing. So uh, I've been putting some serious hours into that. Fantastic. All right. So uh, I am doing Microsoft Ignite this week. So if you're listening to this, it's Thursday and it might already be over, but you can still go back and watch some of the sessions um, that I've done. You might still be able to check out some of the live things, but uh, that's at myignite.microsoft.com. Um, so that's what I'm up to. Uh, we've got a lot of really cool stuff that's being announced. And um, I was uh, uh, super um, uh, honored that they asked me to be part of it this year, even though I'm no longer you know, working at Microsoft proper. Um, and so that's super fun. I'm so proud of you, by the way. Oh, thank I, that's you. That's so cool to like see my friend is like the face of all of this. This thank is being you. announced. That's so. It's just mind blowing. I mean, of course you deserve it and more than earned it, and it's it's just amazing to see. Oh, thank you so much. That's so nice. I really appreciate that. I'm actually, and this is a precursor. I'm not going to be on the show next week because I will be in San Francisco uh, doing some preliminary stuff. For GitHub Universe, which is uh, November 9th and 10th in San Francisco. Uh, if you are at that event, uh, please, uh, rocket rules obviously apply. Drinks on me. Um, Bree, where can people find you online? 
Uh, you can find me at Brianna Wu on Twitter. All right. And you can find me at film underscore girl on Twitter and on Instagram. And you can find the videos that I do at work at youtube.com slash GitHub. You can find Simone at Doom Quasar on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find her work videos at youtube.com slash Polygon. All right. We're going to end our normal show here. However, if you want to hear Bri and I talk about some uh, CNN NFT hilarity, and you know you Rug do. Pull. Rug pull. Rug pull. Yeah, hilarity rug pull, just all kinds of stuff. You're going to stay tuned for our uh, our boosty segment, Rocket Booster. But uh, this is going to end the rest of the, the, the main show. Uh, thank you to uh, Masterclass and Text Expander for sponsoring things. And this episode of Rocket is terminated. Terminated. <laughs>